Welcome back to the Carp Chronicles podcast episode number 44. Although actually it would be more like, I think, 48 if we hadn't had to delete a load. But nonetheless, welcome to episode number 44. Super excited about this episode. Um, We went up to Dave Moore's private lake um, and just had a freaking great time, to be totally honest with you. Um, Dave Moore needs no introduction with you bait enthusiasts. Um, And yeah, we, we went up, spent a few days with him and had a lot of chat and had a lot to drink and to be honest with you we were probably a little bit too pissed for this podcast to be as good as it could be Um, but nonetheless there is some absolute gold locked away in these episodes it's going to be split as a two-parter of course this is part one and yeah unfortunately we get more drunk and more drunk as the episodes roll on um i think i was seven pints deep when we started recording and that was after a very heavy night the night before i think we got to bed at around about three half past three in the morning the night before um so yeah very very boozy podcasts please excuse any kind of slurring um and nonsense that we might come out with but i think you'll find it's really really worthwhile listening through the episodes and gleaming as much information as you can from what dave has to say now before we jump into it gotta say very exciting time um Lots of changes with our bait company. Up until now, we were called Bait Bros. Then we went to Carp Chronicles and just had it as Carp Chronicles bait. Um, And now we've made the choice to have me, Sam, focus on the bait full time. Um, Pete's going to step away from it. The way it was turning out was basically Pete was just posting things and that was pretty much it. Whereas I was more hands-on with development and and the other side of things. Um, So everything will be going on, you know, no need to worry. Um, Me and Pete definitely haven't fallen out. We're still buddies. Um, It's just that I'm going to be focusing on the bait side of things. So with that being said, for all of your bait ingredients, pop-ups, flavors, etc., you can now find it at optibaits.com that's opti o-p-t-i baits.com to get your flavors pop-ups and all manner of other things actually just released three new flavors i won't go into it now i really want to i'm super excited about them particularly the wizard flavor because i just think that is going to absolutely you know be a very very firm favorite amongst people to say the least um but i will save it for another episode but go ahead check out our new flavors as well as our lust dust which is a basically a very interesting powdered ingredient which will trigger the carp to to feed much more enthusiastically it's all ethical it's healthy it's it's not an unhealthy thing for them to have but it's very very different and very very efficient that's all i'll say on it otherwise i'll be going on for bloody ages and i don't want to just spam you guys um with with what i'm doing with bait i'm just quite excited about it um of course we are sponsored by carphuntergiveaways.co.uk go ahead check those guys out get involved with the prize draws see what they're up to see what they're doing um they've got some cool stuff going on they've recently given away a van i think they were giving away um fishing trips to a very well-known lake the other day they've got all sorts of fun going on so please check them out carphuntergiveaways.co.uk and lastly i won't keep you for much longer but lastly 
We are now sponsored by BP Milling, which I'm quite excited about. Um, again, I will save this for another episode, perhaps when it's a Sam and Pete episode and we can talk about what Ben's doing with his feed supplies in more detail. But for now, what I'd like you to do is go ahead and check out BP Milling's YouTube channel. Just literally search YouTube for BP Milling. He has got some very, very interesting videos coming up about all manner of different things regarding carp angling. Some of it's going to be about um, fishery welfare, how to manage a fishery, things like that. But for any angler wanting to get a deeper understanding of how carp work and how to catch more carp, strongly recommend you go ahead and check out BP Milling's YouTube channel. Much more on that to come. That is it. That is enough for the intro. Hop on into this episode. Enjoy it. Maybe grab yourself a beer or a water or a tea, whatever it is you like to drink, and enjoy this episode with Dave Moore. We've got to set the scene for this one because it is a little bit outside of our usual recording environment. I'm sure I've introduced this already, but we're up with Dave Moore on his lake and the tipple of the episode, which Dave, you might not know this, but we always have a tipple of the episode. What is our tipple? You're the best man to announce it. <laughs> it's it's a beer called Rudd Gates and it's their blonde. Rudd Gates blonde. Yeah. yeah. Rudd Gates blonde. And I've got to say, I... I I am friends with the owner of the, the brewery, <laughs> which is why you're drinking it. <laughs> That's it. Well, we sampled it plenty last night, didn't we? So we're all a little bit a little bit weary this morning, but yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. No, very mm. easy drinking. So, I mean, <clears throat> I imagine we're going to go on a lot of different tangents on in this interview. Um, which is absolutely fine. That's that's what our our guests are accustomed to, and it's what they enjoy. But obviously, the main focus is going to be around bait. So, for you, what, when did you start getting into creating your own bait? Was that the beginning of your angling journey, or did you ease into it? What happened? Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's a long time ago now. But but you know, I started carp fishing because of my dad. Uh, you told me that you, you couldn't catch them, so that that, that made it made it, you know, more. You know, I got to prove him wrong, um, and it was quite quickly. I mean, I I mean, I was fourteen years old at that time, uh, but you know, you've got to remember, South Yorkshire fourteen is different from fourteen anywhere else in the world mm. at the moment. You know, a lot of us. We're heading for work within 18 months of being right. 14, you know. So, I mean, we, we were a lot more advanced. Um, and, you know, I, I decided I was going to try and catch carp. I ended up, you know, luckily for me, we'd got a lake near where I lived that had carp in, which back then was, you know, it was unique. And you actually saw them, which, which was which again was pretty unique. Uh, so I knew they existed, and I knew they were massive, and I knew all the all the all the little bits of you know that you could pick up from you know the my other angling experiences. Um, and it was a friend of mine 
as well decided at the same time he was going to he wanted to go and fish for carp so as a consequence we decided to go and fish for carp a very little knowledge got to remember this is mid 70s mm. very little knowledge you know you know we little bit from uh, you know the 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 odd bit of snippets from anglers angling times anglers mail so we got this idea free line cheese we caught crucian carp on on cheese so we should be able to catch big carp on cheese so we fished with free line cheese and we actually night fished because you couldn't catch carp in the day this is this is <laughs> this is what we were led to yeah. believe you had to fish once it was get dark <clears throat> you know but you know after you know a couple of couple of friday night you know trips because you know we, 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 i said we we're only kids we hadn't caught any fish i actually come across one particular weekend some other carp anglers bizarrely you know going back there that were certainly got certainly different equipment to what we had because i was was just what we could cobble together basically it was this normal course fishing gear that we just upgraded his line you know but um uh, they got they got biting indicators they had you know proper rods for it and one of them caught one and uh and you know it's biggest carp i've ever seen you know i mean i can't even remember how big it was but it certainly wouldn't have been biggest carp but that at the time it was like i've got to catch one of them i've got to catch one mm. of them and and there were i don't know how old they were i mean they were probably early 20s and they, you know you got a couple of teenage lads that were bugging them and they eventually said well you don't want to be using cheese you want to try luncheon mate so next friday we came armed with tins of luncheon meat and both me and pete who i went we caught a carp you know and we had a couple of takes that we we lost so straight away i realized hmm there's a big diff this bait makes a big difference you know you know you know you've you can fish with the wrong bait for a long time yeah. and, catch, and be doing everything that you could possibly do right but they just don't want it so really that's when it started and uh, and and really progressed from that point really so so how long did it go from you so i mean that that's obviously involved with bait you've you've switched mm. baits you've got a result how long did it take to go from that switching between different baits to get the result you want to actually creating your own bait obviously once we found something that caught fish we actually carried on using it for until we didn't catch any fish yeah. anymore on it and that's when you start thinking about alternatives so it was probably i mean we because of we were both at school you know, you know because of term times and and season times it would be the following year before we actually started looking at other things and i always remember watching now, some of you, some of the your listeners won't have a clue about this program, but there used to be a program when I was a kid called Animal Magic, and they used to used to have this guy that used to impersonate animals in a zoo. You know, he'd put voices to him, Johnny Morris, they called him. But they used to do little like special features, and one of them was a guy catching carp. And he, and he, and and um, 
of course, I remember this. So this heavily influenced me, and he he went from, you know, from through the whole process, and he uses used kitty cat paste. So that was it. So that was it. You know, that was the next, you know, thing we were going to try kitty cat yeah. paste. Well, if you've ever, well, if you've ever tried to, he didn't tell us about about you know you know. As far as we was concerned, he got a tin of cat food out of a, a tin mm. and tried to mould it onto a hook. Well, as uh, you know, that doesn't actually work. You're using the dry. <laughs> well, he'd, he'd obviously were putting stuff to it because my mum stepped in and said, you need to add flour and stuff to make it into something that, that'll hold together like a bread dough and da-da-da. And so we had a little spell where we'd, we we fish we, I would say there weren't paste there were doughs, because, you know we used to use we you know instead of you know, but just using flour we used to get bread mixers, and we used to mix cat food with bread with bread mixers and it make quite a pliable dough dough that that actually would stay on the hook, and would also, you know not dissolve as fast in the water because it you know because the glutinous nature of it kept it kept it together a bit more so and we, and we played around with quite cat. fatty as well right? yeah 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 we played around with 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 putting um cat beer like I say kitty cat and i literally mean kitty cat that's what they call the stuff but it was another mate of mine that told us about using liver patty paste and i'll always remember the first time we used liver, we did the same with the bread mix and liver patty. Boy, that changed cat fishing for us completely. We could catch them going in the evening. We could catch them yeah. going in the day. You know, we got, we got, we got bites within, if the fish was in the area on this lake, we got bites. You know, we got, and I mean, we weren't fishing anything sophisticated, you know, um, free lining mainly. So I mean, which is about the most inefficient method you could ever come across. But yeah, but that's when I realised how important it was. Um, well, I, I'm jumping around already, but you mentioned liver. So I mean, you're, I, I'm, I think actually I'm jumping to a conclusion. I think you're a fan of liver. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, definitely. Bates. What is it about liver that oh. is so freaking good? Because I'm uh, with you. I'm a. I, liver I think up. I think there's a, I think there's a few things in liver. I think it's. Hey, it's got it's soluble, you know. I mean, if you use your use the use the right ones, it's also actually puts a nice taste. And you've got to have a got to remember a nice taste to us and a nice taste to a carp. You know, let's face it, they eat all sorts, but we still don't know. So they obviously do like it. And I mean, so so I mean, it's not a it, this into. This is forty-five years ago, you know. Yeah. So I mean, the, the 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 there's obviously things that they like that can't be fully explained, <laughs> mm. and I think liver's one of them. Yeah. So yeah. So obviously that's that's striking a chord with their gustatory receptors. Mm. So what is it, in your opinion, that's in the liver? That's lighting up the gustatory receptors and, and going down well with them, so to speak. I think, uh, well, it, uh, it's probably because if you look at how liver's made, sorry, how liver's made, the 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 
the amino acid, uh, the protein chains within liver, and it depends on which liver it is, probably suits their their natural um, food that they actually eat because it's it's not like because if you think about it I mean I've had liver analysed to nth degree it's not got the same long length protein chain say as 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 any meat it comes from whether that's chicken beef pork or whatever it's different you know it's different so it's probably you closer to something that they can can associate with as being naturally there you know, and it's quite the, the the you like I say you haven't got long length, long long chains of amino acids that's heavily bonded you know in in liver proteins so again, they're Simple probably being able to down process. Yeah, they're probably being able to pick it up far easier. I mean, it, it's, it's it's a weird one because it, I I mean, I've just accepted the fact that that liver products have always been you know good you know you know from from you know the liquid liver ones that we add to the all the different powders to the hydrolyzed livers whether it be be it be you know beef pork, chicken, lamb, or whatever, they've always been reasonably good. Mm. There's a lot of nutrients in liver as well. Yeah. And, and if you, I'm not usually one for this. I usually like, I'm more on the science side of things. But if you just look at other areas of nature, you know, a lot of predatory animals, they will eat the liver pretty much first. You know, it, it, I mean, everyone thinks of lions when I say that, mm. but it's anything, carrion, crows, um, you know, foxes, whatever they'll they'll pick out that liver first. It's very bloody otters. Say, otters, otters, otters yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, uh, and it's like you say, there's probably far a far more complex identification of of, 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 of the nutri- nu- yeah. the nutritional value of it. You know, and and, and you've only got to have it analysed. It, I mean, it's it, you know, it, us humans, you know, ben- can have less problem eating liver than we do oh, than yeah. we do you know yeah. other meats you know it's it's actually more beneficial so yeah i mean there this is a complexity of of understanding that's that 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 animals have probably over evolutionary have picked up that that yeah. you know we, it, it is there's probably is i mean it's interesting because like i say i've only i've not thought about it and that way until you've said it that there's so many creatures would go straight for the bloody liver yeah. Mm. yeah the liver i would like to get hold of is a basking sharks one really wow. didn't expect that why come on then why well if you think about what basking shark eat yeah the, the they are filter feeders so they eat a lot of krill so it's like krill plankton is it yeah right. yeah so and all this tends to transcend into into how that animal is constructed believe it or not its liver is massive it's nearly the figure is i think it's something like a third of its body mass it's that huge you know so i mean there's a lot of liver there to be be had but i don't think catching basking sharks and 
and um, and processing them to catch carp is probably an ethical thing to do. <laughs> it's a niche market, yeah, right there. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've watched basking sharks. I mean, yeah, I mean. I don't want people to start to go out and no. you know, threaten their existence. But the fact is, is, is when you start to look at liver, you know, fish livers are probably the best sort of sort of livers to use for what we want because there's probably added benefits in it since yeah. you've gone this route. I used to use mackerel liver a lot as a mullet bait, and I used to absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, did you? Yeah, interesting. Because mm. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, um, I mean, the mm. only reason I know this about about because I, I once got, um, well, no, it wasn't me. It was somebody else. They got a, a bottle of shark liver oil. Jeez, and it's the foulest smelling substance you've ever come across how's that man sorry to interrupt how's that manufactured how do they extract i don't know how they extract it i have no idea but it but but it was it was he shoved it in front here have a smell at this he shoved it in front of me nose as a joke and he did it to lots of people (laughs) and i mean you've never smelled anything as as strong and as you know, you won't put it down. You know, like like people have a have a have a thing about you know a lot of the marine meals stinking horrible. You know, because krill does it gets in things. It, you know, yeah, it never th- bothers me to be honest. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, but it's a powerful smell. Yeah. This was a powerful smell, but it was a horrible, powerful mm. smell. And I'm, you can't, I can't really tell you. Out what to compare it to, because there's there's nothing you can compare it to. So did you use this in a bait? No, I wouldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> to be truthful, I don't don't know, and I don't know anybody that would be able to. You know, without physically being sick, it was that it was that horrible. But it was then that I started to think about fish livers. You know, because I, you know, you, you know, we we at the time. I mean, it's going back a few years that that. You know, I started to look at, you know, the, uh, the you know the various livers that were available, and obviously, um, the other thing is early, early, early years of a lot of my fishing, I used cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. Mm. That tells you all, cod liver oil. So again, and I swear by you know the high quality cod liver oils to this day are, are a good. If you're going to put an oil in your bait. They're the best one. That's the best Cod one. Cod liver, yeah. Mm. Why is that then? It, it's got well, a, a the, f- the 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 percentage of free fatty acids in the in cod liver oil are the ideal for what a carp needs. You know, that's the first thing. The second thing is they don't they don't all the high quality ones are all have some form of natural antioxidant in them or they've been treated to keep the oxidation basically non-existent so you're not feeding them it's the same as uh, salmon oil though right it is to a degree but but if you if, if somebody said to me which is the best at the salmon oil and cod liver oil i'd go for i'd go for cod liver oil right. the, it, the, 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 there's two free fatty acids that that you know essential to carp's health 
and it just so happens there's more in salmon oil, uh, more in cod liver oil than there is in salmon oil. And I've always found if I've been using baits that's got a small amount of cod liver oil in, the better. I'll give you a, I'll give you for instance we've used we've used cod liver oil in carp baits a long time before we actually knew we were using it because most people sort of wouldn't have associated this and the amount of times I've had to tell people this but go back years you know back to the one of the first bird foods I ever used was CLO slough and everybody accepted that it was bird food do you know what CLO stands for? Cod liver oil. Uh, correct. And it went in lots and lots and lots of baits. Mm. I mean, I mean, it, 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 I learnt about it through fishing in Norfolk, through a, um, a guy in Norfolk, and, and it makes such a good, it was such a good additive to the mix. I, I basically, I kept it in for years. And I mean, today, if... You know the coddler that this CLOs that I see don't look like anything like no. the ones that I use. But I've got I've, I again I think we had, we had this conversation earlier. I wrote down everything that was on in in CLO from the original bags because you used to have it all written down. All the all the ingredients that were on there, and it's and. I'd also had it taken apart, so I got to know what the what the nineteen seventies recipe for CLO was, and I, so I can replicate it now. Yeah, you said last night you got a lot of old recipes written down yeah, yeah. that you're going to give to us. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this day and age, though, what? Because I mean, you can't get that that bird food anymore. What would you say to someone that? that's wanting to source a good quality bird food, what would you say to look for? I mean, what I would say to them is, is tr pick, pick the ones that's readily available to you. Have a good look at what's in them and see if you can actually replicate it yourself. Because most of them are just mixes of several different types of seed biscuit seed yeah, maybe a bit yeah, of honey egg on base, it. That, you know and and you could formulate your own yeah. and add bits to it yeah you know that and guarantee you got a supply of it as well precisely yeah. because the, all they are at most of them are just ground pulses mm. you know yeah, that's freely available you know hemp you know rape seed niger seed you know um peanut you know even um oh, what they call the bloody caraway seeds yeah. um linseed you know they're all sesame seeds and you can grind all them up um, and create your own perfect bird food meal you know which is which is also cost you a lot less mm. but then you probably have to make a lot more and you need a, a grinder but yeah. you know that's not an hard thing to do but that's what i would say Go if you if that's what you want to do, you're better off doing it from you know yourself than buying something that that is just a compromise on on what we used to have. And the, you, you understand why most of them are compromised, don't you? Now it's because the cost of 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 our of making some of the things that we had in the past have just got silly, and they just can't 
economically do it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah some of the birdies, they're, they're ex- we like the Quico one. Like, they're quite expensive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not cheap at all. And when you look at what's in it, it yeah. shouldn't be that expensive. Yeah, exactly. I've always been a fan of EMP. Spoke about that a few times on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's nice and coarse. I was saying yesterday, I do very short session fishing. Yeah, yeah. It just allows for good leakage. Yeah, I mean, but you could make EMP quite easily. I'm sure, yeah. Mm. Have you seen the tabletop, like, coffee grinders? Have you seen those? You can- no, but when I... So, so I'm massively into coffee. And um, I got myself, you know, just I thought it's, it felt right. I got myself a manual coffee grinder once, but never again. Mm. That's bloody hard work. Grinding about, your own beans. It takes about 10 minutes <laughs> to grind enough for a cafeteria. I, I, I'm a Ridiculous. completely idle. I've got an industrial grinder that... that well, I've got an electric <laughs> one now. It just beep. Yeah, it's job yeah. done. Yeah, mine does 100 kilo. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not on about coffee. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, th- you know that that's what I would say. You know, it's it's like you, you you've only got to look at what things they make that you can you know. So it's, instead of relying on a source, buy all the raw ingredients and put it together yourself. Yeah, and, and do you know what a big thing? I was I'm switching gears a little bit, but do you know what a big thing is when you're rolling at home is having the confidence that that every ingredient you're using is going to be continued for, uh, you know, for the foreseeable. Because if you're investing that much time into rolling, that much money into rolling, that much time driving to the lake, money driving to the lake, baiting up, keeping it going, getting it really established and keeping it, and then something gets dropped by a company, you're fucked. Like, it, you know, it can totally change your mix. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think any way you can control that continuity of your mix is is got to be a plus, isn't it? So, yeah. And I bet you there isn't anybody that listens to this that makes their own bait that's of a certain age hasn't at some stage lost something that they wish oh, they still had. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I certainly have lost loads of things. Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. I mean, I mean we, we spoke about this yesterday. You know, we, we, as, a, as, a, as a, you know, the carp bait industry is reliant on lots of other industries we're not we don't have a a voice really we are a byproduct of the pet food industry you know you know the 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 milk industry the fish meal industry we're just a byproduct we just happen to be on the sidelines so at the mercy of it really yeah yeah we are we are i mean just look what happened a couple of years years ago you know hydrolyzed krill liquid Vanished, yeah, yeah. vanished. Bath have just re re brought their side their own. Yeah, yeah, they've started yeah. Ma- yeah, m- making their own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, it vanished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It vanished, right. and, and that oh, was zero thirty. Everyone's yeah. favourite again. Yeah, I mean, vanished. Gee, how many people were relying on that? Yeah, yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, all them liquids were used prior. It's a word I always have trouble with. Was used mainly, <laughs> was used mainly for the pet food industry. Yeah. And the thing is, with the pet food industry, it's very fickle. Them dogs and cats and everything else are mm. very fickle creatures, and they constantly have to keep changing the recipes to keep selling products because they do get bored. You know, and I mean, it's I've I've seen it time and time again. Consistency is a very very 
big issue to keep yeah. for long periods of time. You know, there's the, in fact, to the point where I'll say it's almost impossible. Luckily, we do have from time to time um, things that come along that's new, that are actually better. So it's kept us really going. You know, you know. I mean, we just named a product. I mean, back in eighties, you know, milk proteins, bird foods, fish meals. You know, fish meals were, you know, whitefish, capelin, sardine, anchovy. You know, by middle of the nineties, I got my first sack of krill meal. You know, uh, which was a product I never even heard of till then. And then there's a couple more. So there's others, and, I, and you know, I mean, the first time I saw the breakdown of krill meal, I mean, it was a uh, a lad called Dave Poxon sent me the breakdown and says, what do you think to this? And I looked at it and I thought, Jesus, what's this? And then he sent me a sample of what it was and obviously the smell and all the other stuff. I thought, brilliant. You know, so these things that come along to help us replace the things that we've lost. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there will be in future, which keeps, I suppose, it a little bit fresh. But it would be nice to have some consistency. You know, one thing for certain. Definitely. Yeah. What do you think of these insect meals coming onto the market, Dave? Um, I mean, again, the 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 the, the protein sources from insect insects I've had a good look at, and they're no more available uh, than a milk protein or a or a fish meal protein. Mm. Um, I mean, and, uh, yeah, the, 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 and they're not vastly different in the amino acid profiles, you know, the ones that I've looked at anyway. Um, so in, because I have a, I mean, we, we've, we've all heard of, of the word nutritional value. Mm -hmm. I've never liked it because it doesn't really, it, it's, it, it's not a, what we need to be doing. A bait doesn't need to have a high nutritional value because I can create a bait that's got a, a mega high nutritional value, but it's completely undigestible. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's really nutritional availability that if that's the way we should go. You know, you you know, if you're going to make a bait, you want to make it nutritionally available. Yeah. The insect meals are no more nutritionally available than fish meal than you know the raw insect meals than than fish meals or milk proteins or some of the seed proteins are harder, you know, yeah. but you know, they're, they're certainly not revolutionary. No, you not, see it as a worthy equivalent though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, but they'd still, to, for me, I would still want to mess around with them to make it, to make them better for what I want. Mm. You know, I, w I wouldn't be using the raw state. Same as, you know, I tend to, um, I'll use milk proteins in the raw state and I'll use fish meals in the raw state. All the others, I need to mess with them because, you know, when I say mess with them, I need to add something to make them more nutritionally available because, you know, I know that, what well, it's my my theories is of, of <clears throat> the best baits are ones that's, that can go through the stages that I perceive a carp needs to, to, to have a bait that, oh, how do we say this? 
it's got to have a, a certain set of properties yeah. uh, and they're not all purely nutritional because of how a carp's biology works and how it eats, etc. You know, so, you know, I mean, one of the, for a, for a start, if a bait, you look at a carp, how, how it detects this, we'll go back to this, how it detects it, but let's go to the simplistic mechanics of how they eat. Carp's got to be able to turn whatever it eats into a slurry because that's what it needs. You know, it, 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 it because it's a, it's a stomachless fish. All it's got is a gastrointestine tract, mm -hmm. you know, which is very similar to our intestine to absorb its food. So first thing it's got to be able to do is prepare it in a, in a, in a way that it's going to be able to extract it in its digestive system it's got. So it's got to be able to crush it. It's got to be able to crush it, grind it, turn it into a slurry. So if you've got um, a bait or a, or you know me that mechanical that's that doesn't break down that easy, I'll give you for instance, and I mean it makes me laugh when when people go on about pre pre soaking baits before they use them because the fish don't eat them for the first few days. Why do you think that is? Simple, mechanically they're just too hard to eat mm. for them. They just leave them. I mean, but if you produce a bait that they can eat easily from day one, they eat it, you know, and it, I'm, I'm, I'm be able to process I, it. Yeah, <clears throat> I think with soaking baits though, like that that bait, that boilie, let's, we're talking about boilies, aren't we, really? Mm. It's got to draw in the water before it can start releasing the attractants. I think that's part of it. And then again, you got tiger nuts, which are freaking hard, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they're eating them. Peanuts, yeah, yeah. I mean, I fish with peanuts yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Got to uh, prepare uh, them right, obviously, you know, all yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. jazz, but they're hard to eat and they'll still eat them. You know? Yeah, and and when and if you if you come across if you come across I mean and and but tell me anybody that fishes with tiger nuts and puts five kilos of them in. Your know, Pete does. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they don't no, they don't. They, they don't. don't. No. You don't they need don't. to though, do you? No, no, because no. I mean the 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 I mean, I've never been able to fathom that out. But when it comes to boilies, I've always found a boiler that can be... I used to break up... I used to roll them in my hand uh, to make them turn into a crumb, you know, like... Yeah. And they had to do that. And I always found that baits that did that were always that, you know, that was one step in the in the, in the the chain of being able to you know, have a successful bait. Is, is there anything that people are regularly putting in their mixes that you think are hampering the bioavailability of ingredients yeah eggs eggs yeah yeah well yeah, yeah largely unavoidable though yeah, boilie, yeah. right yeah well yeah. they're not you can, you can yeah yeah i mean we well, again we had a little bit of talk about this um and uh, yes there is a few things that that besides eggs that people don't realize that, that uh inhibitors you know um principally trips in protein protease protease type inhibitors which is you know what a, that's all the carps got yeah, to, yeah. Got. yeah um i mean some of the you know i'll, I'll give you one product soy isolate soy isolate is a complete trips in inhibitor soy flowers not so, soy isolate is. yeah heat treated though 
if it's heat treated, I believe that nullifies the the inhibition of trypsin. I don't. The, the only soil I haven't used soil isolate since 1981, uh, but certainly the stuff in 1981 was a complete and utter trypsin block. You know. Yeah, I think full fat heat treated. You're okay, aren't you? I, I don't know. I'll, no. I'll be honest with you. It's not one that I've come across for right. a long time. Okay. Know, to be, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll have to have a check that one out myself. Yeah. Check it up. Yeah, I believe believe you'll be all right. I mean, I'm not suggesting it's something that mm. people should use in high quantities. Yeah. Um, but to fill a gap, aid with rolling, I think it's probably got a place in a good in a well-rounded bait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I understand what you mean on it. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go and. Uh, we leave this in the podcast. I'm going to go and get a pour a pint. I should have set the scene a little bit better in the beginning. <laughs> We're in Dave's Lodge on his lake. Um, he's very kindly got a 72 pint keg of beer in for us. <laughs> we worked through a lot of it last night and we're working through a lot now. I'm pretty pissed. I think I'm on my seventh pint <laughs> from my cans as earlier. Uh, I'm going to go and get another one. Pete, you Yes, please. Absolutely. Dave, do you want to top up? You're all... Um, I'm, I'm fine. Right. Dave, you've sort of, um, you wanted to bring up a few other points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, having had a little break and a, and a, a reboot of my brain, um, I mean, one of the biggest ones that we used to use extensively, which I think, I think more like, more, I, I certainly don't know anybody that uses it, but that doesn't mean that they don't, is uh, wheat gluten. You know, and anything that's got a high glutinous content tends to be, trips in inhibitor you know, so so some of the starchy <coughs> stuff that you can you, 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 you i don't think some of your members might uh, might to uh, um remember this name farina which was a potato starch binder again big trips in inhibitor and i mean i didn't mention eggs but you can actually process eggs to reduce their their ability to it inhibit trypsin which is you know you're through an emulsification process you know which i'm glad to say i've got access to <laughs> and, and so so all my baits are made with fresh egg but they've gone through emulsification process before they have mm. you were saying last night that you believe powdered egg to be a better ingredient than fresh egg if we don't have this machinery, which obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. We, we are a doubt. I mean, it, it's again, it's it's the the process in creating powdered egg. You still keep the the binding qualities, but you've reduced some of the some of the the the, the inhibiting factors that <coughs> comes from eggs, which is the fats that's in eggs because they are extracted, um, and and that's you know better so i mean at one stage i would have turned around and never thought that there'd be an advantage to using powdered egg over fresh egg but you know now i definitely definitely believe that to be the case yeah 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 and i mean and and it's cheaper and easier to store as well so yeah win -win. yeah it's less messy mm. I mean, and i mean what's well it depends how you want to look at it from the cheap it depends on how much how many eggs you're buying you know, you know, if you're buying them, you know, a, a t -t ton at a time, you know, they're probably not because you know. But it, but certainly for a for somebody that's making yeah, their own bait, having a having a box with a couple of kilos of egg powder in is. You're looking at like three or four pound a kilo, I think, for egg powder. Yeah. You know, you had that makes up 
the equivalent of so many eggs. Obviously, mm. it's mostly water you yeah, add. Yeah. That's yeah. It's pretty good value. Yeah, yeah. You can get a lot more liquid food in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I don't know if you guys mentioned, but regarding soy flour, um, but obviously soy flours are sort of like can be a well-known trips inhibitor. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the. I ca- I wish I could remember the name of the 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 aspect of it that makes soya flour toxic until it's treated and I can't remember its bloody name that's why you if you if you're using a flour flour it has to soya flour it has to be heat treated going back to the soya isolate I'm certain that even soya isolate even if it's gone through that heat treat process because of how it's what's been removed from it and it's actually it's a it's it's protein profile it's amino acid profile i'm certain it's still a trypsin inhibitor was it was it lower temperature maybe or not i i I can't remember i can't remember i'm trying to drag it at me because i'll be honest with you i dismissed it so long ago um you know i've never gone back to re-examine it if you know what i mean well, what do you think about so obviously trypsin inhibitor i'm sure most of our listeners will know basically it will, it will inhibit the carp's ability to break down protein um what's your thought about phytates phytic acid within baits and that being an anti-nutrient which will basically pull minerals away from the carp um Again, why would you want to have them in in a bait? We, you wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. So, but I mean, providing you go through the process that reduces their their uh, proliferation in the bait that you that you're using, yeah. you know. And I mean, um, I I know all the, all the baits I use are definitely had that taken into account. I wouldn't say eradicate it completely because it's impossible to Very do. Very hard to do. Yeah, yeah. But certainly you can put things in that actually, I wouldn't say neutralise them, make them less active. Because of my commercial commercial connections to a to a, the company that sponsors me, I know we've got something that we put in ours to reduce that, and I'm not willing to tell able to tell us (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) you know it's a bit like i said earlier coca-cola remains remains the best coke because of one reason and one reason only because nobody knows what the the recipe is yeah but uh but yeah there is i mean and, and people if they do go and search they can find with a little bit of knowledge and research they can find what they need to do to add to the baits and it's only in a small quantities it's all you know it's not a hard thing to do to reduce that so you mentioned rolling baits what what is i know you didn't i never mentioned the name i said just mentioned somebody that sponsored me oh shit well i mentioned (laughs) the name then um yeah rolling baits baits does sponsor me you you used to own it um what's your involvement with them now Basically, I'm. I'm. Um, I think I probably best way to put it. I'm a thorn in their side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, they. Um, I mean, they've gone through quite a quite a change from 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 how it all started, and I mean, uh, to a, a full blown bait company. Um, 
you know, because at one stage they were doing bespoke work for people and da 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 da, da. and but now they basically do very little, except for the, the the customers that they had that had bespoke stuff. They still they still look after them. They're not not going to drop them, but they've gone more more into doing their own baits and I've said doing their own baits, doing baits everyone which I've been involved with. Um, and, and I mean, my 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 role really is I'm I, I pro, I, I'm the R and D guy basically, if you want to put it that. But you mm -hmm. know, by the same token, you know, it's I do this because of my interest, and they've invested a hell of a lot of time and money into some of the things that I've been doing over the last yeah you know few years, um, and. And you know, oh, you know, we've we've we've, you know, we've got some some good stuff to bring to bring you know bring to the front, which they will no doubt market as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to to know any more about that, you know, we could talk about it in a bit, you know, it, you know, further down the line. You know, if you want to continue just talking about where we were. It's up to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure we'll we'll come back on to to the baits that they offer. I mean, we were speaking here last night. Um, God knows how many pints deep, but we were talking about hydrolysis, um, and I would love to talk to you about hydrolysis. You 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 know you're the man to talk to. I think <laughs> in the UK about hydrolysis. We'll come to that. I know some of the baits. Uh, one of them in particular is made up of eighty percent of of basically a. A hydrolysis product a cake as you'd call it so that will be very interesting for listener would we'll definitely come on to that further down the line um but no i was just interested in in your level of involvement as i understand it nowadays it's it's a bit of an outlet for you to experiment and and your your successes seem to to kind of come to to market in terms of their bait right yeah um so that was it so i mean w let's let's say when you're creating a bait, a new bait, let's say it's not a tweak of a previous recipe, how do you start? Is it that you're fishing in new water, it's got X characteristic, you're trying to build it around that? Or is it that you find a new ingredient and you're trying to build something around to complement that? It, how does it start? It's got to start. I mean, it's there's got to be something thrown in front of me that's worth considering to be turned into a bait. Because... You know, the, I mean, going back to, you know, my early, you know, the the 70s, the early 80s, you know, you know I built I built a bait that, that was built around things that had been put in front of me at the time. And I've been lucky. I've been, because of my education, et cetera, I've been able to, I've been able to use other people to fill in the gaps that I didn't know. I mean, at, especially at a time when, there wasn't a thing called the internet so you know so it's always when people's thrown things in you know or something's appeared that wanted you know deserved a consideration and turning to into a bait you know i could go through you know a krill meal you know like i said i think i possibly was the first person to use a bait that i krill meal in because I didn't know anybody else that had used it, not mid-90s, and I used another meal with it, which I no longer can get, which is going back to the 
the stuff that what we're talking about, you get something, you use it, and you drop it, and it was called crawfish meal. Now, that's the American spiny lobster. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... It's, it's similar to crayfish, right? No, crawfish are a sea-going lobster. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, they are a spiny lobster. Right. That's, so, so Americans, if you said to crawfish to, a, to an, a, an American, they automatically see it as a, what we know as a spiny lobster. So it was a spiny lobster meal, and it came from America, you know, but it disappeared. Don't ask me why, it, it disappeared. I can't <coughs> get it anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I, confronted with them two products, I then made a bait around them. So coming back to what you were saying, how do I, how do I, you, you start thinking about creating another bait? Because to be honest with you, I don't really need to create other baits unless I think how it's worthwhile. How many do you need to create? Exactly, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, if I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, I think we'd, I, I mean, for a long time, I've I, the thing that's bugged me the most about the commercial carp fishing side of bait making is the availability of, of products and the fact that we're always uh, the poor relation, really, to to cause to all the other companies that produce things that's far bigger and more mass produced for other entities than than bait so we we just bolt onto them and with that in mind i thought well it's about time we actually created something you know a product that was specifically engineered to for for bait making um and that's really what i've been doing the last few years it's not actually taking um ingredients you taking you know this meal that meal other meal other meal and making a bait it's about actually creating a substance that suits the nutritional requirements <laughs> It's all right, I'm laughing because somebody's picking the wrong yeah, glass that's up. That's a fucking um, smack the, you. The, 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 <laughs> nutritional, the nutritional requirements and uh, for, for you know, a carp bait in, yeah. a, in, a, in a fishing situation. Um, and it's been, a, it's been a bit of a slog, really, because, I mean, I, 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 I originally used... Because I've got, I've got links with the... Um, the um, commercial feed industry, you know, the pellet making industry. I've got people that I know in that industry that 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 are on front doing frontline research with lots more money than we can ever ever hope to have. Yeah. So I mean, and uh, taking from them and what they were looking at doing, because theirs is always based on a, on a significantly. Um, different economic cycle than us i mean they, they you know you're talking very minimal you know, costs etc as opposed to carp bait you can do a little bit more so uh, so the last few years i've been looking at putting together a, a call it it's, it's synthetically produced it's a synthetically produced protein vitamin mineral source to turn into a bait and 
what, what, so when you say synthetically produced, what what does that mean? But How right, it's a, it's a mixture of 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 ingredients that is put together to create the perfect nutritional requirement for a carp and with a very high degree of nutritional availability. But how are you producing the synthetic ingredients? It's a mixture of, of various meals that then goes through our hydrolysis process that changes it into but, this. And you were saying it was, it's not something that is, it, it, it's not um, quantifiable by standard machinery you were saying that oh no 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 it it's, it's like it's made its own kind of substance yeah yeah it, it is it, if you it, it, you look at the ingredients we use with the ingredients we use to produce this are are you know standard bait ingredients on their own if you analyze your work together once they're all put together and gone through this process their identity is gone completely. They don't, you know, this is a whole new product. You know, it, it, it's, it's not, you can't say, you can't, you couldn't, because it's got fish meal, it's got pulse meals in it, it's got, um, you know, some milk proteins in it. But once it's gone through this process because the, the the you know the hydrolysis process that it goes through breaks down so many of them links that identify each of them yeah. products it's no longer identifiable as as them products it becomes a completely new entity yeah yeah are they going through this process at the same time, or are they doing that individually and then no, combining? No, it took it took a while, but we've got it to do it all in one go. Mm. It takes about twelve hours to, to to do it, and I mean, it'll hell of a lot of time and effort and research. But we've got it down to a fine art now, and I mean, and it's not the it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's not it's not hard, and it's not it's not it's not very it's not very ex it's not a very expensive process because you can take stuff that that would would normally be viewed as being um just average but by breaking the right yeah. peptide links becomes special it becomes better yeah so consequently economically it becomes it becomes a viable thing to do um and, and i mean i i, I mentioned it what what is end? We, all we call it is cake, because because when you when you when you start with this product, um, it's not you know you, I've I've not I've never come I mean I've made lots of baits, I've never come across so, uh, something that that physically has changed so much. You, know, you said last night you wouldn't fucking recognise it as the same. No, definitely. what you put in and what you get out, no, yeah, you're you just wouldn't. not connecting. Them. You wouldn't connect it at all. Incredible, not at all. I, even through analysis, you wouldn't, because I've tried it. You know, yeah, and it's just like it just comes that out as bloat, a, that. Yeah, I just, can't get my head it, around. It just that. comes a combination of 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 short chain proteins. Yeah, you know, it just just mix of short, t you know, and 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 because it's just a a mix of short ch chain proteins that's what it is mm -hmm. so obviously this is like a powdered additive isn't it 
liquid. It's not a liquid. No, it's mixed. No, no, no. Me. When we've done it, it's a cake. Right. We call it a cake because it's it has to. It's got a moisture content mm. because we start with with powdered ingredients. And by the time it's gone through its process, it ends up. It's a cake. It's it's a, a vi really weird sort of like I don't know. It's because oh, I couldn't explain. Yeah. an analogy to give you what it feels like but it's it's not like a like a paste it's not yeah. like a paste and it's not like a it's not like a after, the reason I call it a cake I'll tell you exactly how it and your readers are not going to your readers your listeners are not going to understand this at all but the reason I referred to it as a cake is when I worked in the mining industry some of the coal processing stuff we used to do we used to produce a thing called filter cake which is really, 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 really fine coal particles. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of that. That's why I started so, calling it a cake. So if, I, if I was holding this in my hand, what, what would it, how would you describe that to the listener? What would it be like? Um, it's cold. That's the one thing. It's cold and feels like, it's not like I say, it's not sticky like a paste. But it's, it's held together in a solid substance. Sort of, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It's um, like I say. It's, it's. I wouldn't even say it's a soggy cake because it's not that soggy. If you know what I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. It, You're gonna have to get the keys to the factory, Dave. <laughs> fire up those <laughs> yeah, machines. I mean, let us know it doesn't. It doesn't actually feel like. You know. You know. It, it, it's a bizarre texture yeah very bizarre texture and, th and this summit summit struck a chord with me like last night this is not for the podcast this is when we weren't recording but you said like actually the bait that it makes is a very interesting bait that you could probably have charged a lot of money for uh, yeah yeah but actually because this process that you're on this on about to make this cake is actually fairly cheap. You've actually priced it as such mm. a, as a fairly cheap. Well, hey, we want even though it's eighty percent of this specialized hydrolyzed yeah, yeah. product. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, that's uh, that's it's just that that's not that's very out of the norm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, and I mean, the, the thing the is, is, is it's a bit like, I mean, I don't make the commercial de decisions for them, but the more people that try it the more people will realize you know you know what it's good for now I, I, despite all this technology that's gone into this um i mean i still i still know from because i mean this we didn't we didn't do this last week or even last year yeah yeah you know, so i mean we've had a few people you know over the oh, before it was released testing it and trying it and all the rest of it and and i would still refer to it as being a um you know a, a warm water bait which is you know basically from may on you know to to end of september i think you get the best out of it then oh that's what it seems you know um so but I, and I don't know why that is. Is it is that like lipid content, protein well, it's content? Not really. Got that's the that's the bit that I haven't managed to get my head round, because from a from a fat content, it's not. You know, it's seven eight percent. It's not ridiculously of high. The finished roll boil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Low. It's that's, not that's, really high. That's low. Yeah, but 
it seems to definitely work better, you know, in the... In Wait, the do you know the what the protein content is off the top of your head? Uh, well, we had the, the bits we do add to it, they're both quite high. They have a high protein content, so they keep it pretty Balance high. It it's a, it's 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 <coughs> it, you know in the upper upper 40, 45 oh, okay, to yeah, fifty two. Yeah, fairly yeah, high. But so it's pretty high. That's pretty damn high. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Do, yeah. So I mean, you can't you can't knock it for for from. I mean, I know I know because I mean we've looked at we've looked at obviously because this this substance can be made. We've looked at using it for commercially feeding places because obviously it's got a very high nutritional value i mean which is way sorry high nutritional availability i use the word that i don't like it's got a high nutritional availability which probably wouldn't be of any interest to the to the fish farming industry but it might be to you know a fisheries owners the commercial side of carp fishing because you know you, you use this as a feed bait which is not expensive or or, or certainly a similar one it, 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 you can get good growth rates and have far better growth rates than you would get with a pellet well, you know you know just from the boiler you sell so yeah 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 so i mean it's that's another another thing that we've what well, you know that, that we've that we've you know we've pursued if you know what I mean is looking at because it is quite easy to produce and the thing because the because the cake's produced in quite large quantities mm. you've got to do something with it there and then so you know? it's obviously a very different product from from other boilies yeah. on the market but in terms of the carp's perspective you know when they come across it what their receptors are picking up on, do you feel that they would identify that as like radically different from other things they're used to or, or not? Uh, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say. Uh, initially, I mean, the, the, the results of, 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 of you know, the people that's used it has been really good, really, really good. And I mean, that's what you've got to go on. Yeah. I mean, but when we turn it into a bait... We add a few little bits and pieces to it, obviously, you know, you know, to make it a bait. Because I mean, you know, to get it to bind, to get it to, yeah. you, know, you know, to have a smell. Da 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 da. da. Um, so it's hard to say at this present moment in time if it's not that or that, you know, because it's not been extensively used. I mean, you know, do, you know but, I mean? but do you think? Sorry to like push you on this, but do you think? So say if someone wanted to use a bait that the carp would see as very different. Bearing in mind, a lot of times we can think we're using a different bait, but ultimately the carp is still picking up on similar aminos, similar organic acids, aldehydes, etc. Do you think it's picking up on different... Well, is it lighting up different receptors within uh, the carp or uh, not? Well, the fact is it is such a different... I would suggest that that is potentially... It's greatest asset it almost has to mm. light up different things within the reception of the car yeah yeah. yeah 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 i mean so but like you say it's, it's not been used Enough massively yeah you know and i certainly would not recommend 
at this present moment in time, people using it between no, you know, the the the, the late autumn winter time. I just wouldn't because you know they're not going to they're not going to see yeah. it at its best because warmer weather. It's, yeah, it yeah. comes into it, mm. <clears throat> and this is called oh the debate that the, the rose is dark spell. Dark spell, mm. and that's eighty percent this hydrolyzed yeah, matter yeah. that you create. Yeah, I mean, and we the the other bits that that they're putting it. I mean, um, you know, is uh, again, uh, you know, the well-known stimulants. You know, so I mean, and you know, stuff that you would you would be quite happy about having in a carpet. You know, because yeah. because the cake's texture, it has to be. It has to be to get it to to be able to be a workable substance. We have to use the casein to to get it to you know to 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 bind and roll basically. So I mean, you've got you, you know what what's added to it is it's got high high nutritional yeah, availability anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean the other product that that, that we use is a, a, a of hydrolyzed liver powder, which is you know, well known for it comes from the the um oh the animal feed industry which we was talking about yesterday. Uh, what animal is it derived from? Chicken. Chicken. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. We were talking about liver a lot earlier. Mm. And I was gonna ask sort of where your preferences lie. With, with with different liver powders, so different sources. Obviously, you talked about pork, chicken. So it's going to be beef. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be beef, mate. Um, and whether they have different applications, or whether you use them in different applications, because of the availability now of a lot of liver products. I mean, they're heavily controlled by by lots of um, of um, health certification. Yeah. I mean if I if I if I got if I could go back in time mm -hmm. there's no two ways about it. The liver powder that I would want I no longer can get because it's never been available since the mad cow. Yeah. But I've got to say chicken liver, you know, the hydrolyzed chicken livers is the way I would always look now, mm -hmm. without a doubt. You know, the, I mean they are very good. I mean, they, they 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 seem to have they have all the you know the you know all the things that you'd want. Yeah. If you wonder why we've gone a bit quiet, then this Sunday's off to the bar. <laughs> um, you know, they have every you know they they have the they have the taste, they have the amino acid profile. They you know, I mean they. They're also off because they're hydrolyzed. They're all short linked. Yeah. Um, and I, th you know, again, I, th you know, just think that that the idea. If you look at it, if you look at the levels of of certain certain amino acids in chicken liver, the lysine, glycine contents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, straight away, you, you you it's sort of like, mm, you know. And I never knew, you know, back back in. When would it, when did the mad cow thing start? Probably eighties. Yeah, yeah I, I never knew what the what you know what the what the profiles was and etc. of the, the the livers we were using then. Yeah, I just knew what the effect they had on 
when I put them in my bait and, and how they changed it, you know, from a smell, taste, and the results I got as a consequence of that. But, you know, we, um, you know, we can't go back. It's a bit like what we said earlier. There's, no. there's just things taken away from us. I, I suppose if you do, you're always thinking, I guess, with a commercial head on as well. No. No, no because uh, w <laughs> luckily I'm in a position where... where um, it's not really, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if it's commercially viable to be, you know, to be done, fine. But it doesn't matter if it's not because it's my own. You know, I I don't care what anything costs. Yeah, you know, if it gets the end result for for what I want, you know, I don't care. You know, and I mean, I, I, it makes me laugh this day and age because, you know. I see people go carp fishing. They have to have the latest T5 Volkswagen transporter. Yeah. They've got to have a three and a half grand, and that's there's probably some people that's got even more, bait boat. Mm. They've got to have best part of 10 to 12 grands with a fishing kit, yet they'll search out and use the cheapest bait going. Yeah. yeah, I mean that just doesn't make sense to me. No, it's it's upside down. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. You know, and I'm, and I mean, if you want if you want to be consistent with your results, you know, the best if you know, without doubt, if you can come if you you know buy a good quality bait uh, that might cost you a bit. You'll end up with getting more results, you know. And let's face it, we go fishing to catch fish. We don't go fishing to look good, you know. Mind me, maybe saying I'm probably maybe wrong. I might have got, I might be be that so far removed from modern carp angling now that maybe that's not the case. Maybe you have got to look no, very I... carpy, <laughs> and you've got to have your handles folded, and you've got to be, you know. And it don't really matter what you catch as long as you look like that. You know? I think you. You're closer to the scene than you make out, mate. <laughs> You're still getting in plenty of fishing. Yeah, yeah, I do get a bit. You know, I mean, I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm taking piss out of a few people here that I'm not going to mention the names, of, which it's all done in the best possible taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not something I understand all that. What would you say are the top three underrated products available in this day and age? Underrated products? Yeah. What are you talking? Products, substances, whatever. Anything that we can get our hands on. What's underrated or, or perhaps underrated not that should as be known, used? Yeah, or perhaps not as well known as, as it, it could be. Hmm. What three things do people Oh, that's a that's a, the radar. That's really thrown me a yeah, side swipe because you know. I mean, um, God, there's the one underrated. Mm. I've got to think about what pe the thing is. Is I've got to get into minds of what people might think, might not know what I know, and yeah, uh, yeah if you're with me, what's yeah, well, what? I I, let's rephrase it slightly then. What would you say are the top three substances or products, whatever you want to call it, that are available to you now? A couple of, couple of things that's available to me 
or um, I mean, I've got links with people that that normal people don't have links with. All right, well, fuck. Well, this, yeah, yeah. That's why this question ain't going out. Yeah, what's well, available <laughs> to everybody? What's available to me then? So yeah, yeah, available to you. Um, Probably hydrolyzed chicken liver, which is one thing. Really, yeah, chicken I, liver. Yeah, hydrolyzed chicken liver. Really. Yeah, I think that's that's underrated. Um, the other thing that I, I also think is very much in underrated, and it's a it's a it's a, um, a something that we used to use a hell of a lot in, in the past. Which again, I mentioned earlier, cod liver oil. Yeah, you, know, you try a little bit okay. of cod liver. Yeah, try try the when I say cod liver oil, try the best quality Seven Seas stuff you can get. I was going to say, is there a brand that you'd recommend? Yeah, I've just told you Seven Seas, the the yeah. one the the best quality. That's that's another one that that you know is underrated. Um, now, what else would be available that's underrated from the, oh, I think about? Um, I wonder how many people this is. This is this is really throwing. I'm going to throw curveball in because I I did really well with these. How many people use kidney beans? Mm. Because. I used to use tinned kidney beans. Don't bugger about boiling them and, and from them hard things. Just <coughs> get a tin of kidney beans out at supermarket that's already yeah. cooked. How many people's actually tried them? I know me and a couple of mates absolutely emptied a lake with kidney beans. Go on then. For, for you, uh, particle, yeah, broad, broad term, isn't it? But what would you say your number one particle is? It'd always be emp. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything that competes with it. I mean, uh, I mean, I always throw, I always split them. By the way, you know, a particle to me is a, a mass bait. You know, hemp, tares, maple peas, um, you know, anything like that, a seed. I don't class the nuts as a particle. If you did class them as a particle, I don't know. It's hard to say because I mean, I, I mean, I've always been. I mean, I, I've never been one to shy away from 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 peanuts, despite the fact they were they were vilified. Yeah. On very loose information, but put this way, this is the bit that gets me. They were vilified on a. One document, one paper that, and it was always it wasn't a, it wasn't fact. It was a paper that was produced. It was a possible, but then they got vilified. To, yeah, to be fair, I mean, so Ken Townley might might well be listening. He might well <clears throat> have something to say on that. I, I think he witnessed things down college. You know, mm. people putting in, you know, unprepared peanuts. En masse. Mm. Obviously, that's very different from a well-prepared peanut. It's been soaked and cooked, so it's swelled up. It's not going to swell in the yeah, belly. Yeah. Very different. For me, like when I ask that question, like in my mind, like I have never used anything as effective, particle-wise, as a peanut. Mm. 
I, again, can't we have to do this, but like can't stress it enough for the listener. You need to soak your peanuts forty eight hours, boil them correctly. You know, half hour, go overboard with it. You know, be mm. safe than sorry. Um, that's got to happen. But yeah, very very effective. But, but but the problem that peanuts created is no different from the problem potentially for a lot of the a lot of the other particles. Yeah, yeah. as well, by the way, yeah. peanuts very high in phytic acid, which yeah, we yeah. spoke about earlier. Mm. You know, anti-nutrients going to pull yeah, minerals away yeah. from the, the, the ability yeah. of the, the carp to digest. But how many people do you think's been using peanuts and not known? Well, in the nut baits, is that where you're going? Correct. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. There yeah. is. Je- Jeff's nut bait, <clears throat> which comes in various guises from different companies. Yeah. That's done a lot of fish. Mm. Like a lot of people are fish with that. And it's caught well. Um, I, I put it this way, I've not seen any mass fatalities as a result of peanuts. No. Yet, we seem to consist, we still seem to want to, to, to wash over what the real issue is in bait, because nobody wants to you know, the, address the elephant in the room. It's not peanuts, it's preservatives in bait. Yeah, shelf lives. <laughs> mm. Well, it's. I won't say shelf lives. It's just preservatives. Let's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's preservatives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they get used. You in, know, in freezer. I mean, I would be far more <laughs> concerned about people using shelf life baits. Well, I'll I'll give you shelf life baits in my like banned, not allowed to use. You know, you know, I have no problem with people using. Mm. Any part at all that's prepared properly, but I do have a problem with shelf life. I bits. remember the, fir- the first time we spoke, you know, a couple of, wow, about a month ago now. Yeah, you, you did, you were, the one thing that you were hot on was to ask me what bait I'm using mm. and if it's a shelf life or not, you know, mm. which it definitely isn't. Um, yep. So, yeah, no, I, I get it. And there's a reason for that, isn't it? So, for the what is it about shelf life baits that you wouldn't, that you don't like and you don't want in your lake? It's the the products they use for for preserving. You know, they are. There's more evidence to suggest, and I mean, I couldn't, I could, I, I don't have to uh, reference papers. You've only got to go on the internet. They're, they're all there out on the internet to show that that proves that they have a detrimental effect on a carp's health, both digestive and both. Um, uh, development, you know, and I think the development it has more effect on than than growth because. What do you mean by development? Growing, you know, going from from okay. from from little baby carp to to big carp, right? You know, uh, and I mean, it, it when the, the the first person that did a stu- did a a study on this and it was a tank study he did and he did and, and I mean I'm not gonna I mean I've quoted his name um, a guy, guy called Ash Gerda uh, and, it, and and I I listened you know I saw his results and basically he didn't actually he didn't finish it he didn't finish it off as well as he did but one thing that I can say is on his feed tests he, he you know the fish he fed on peanuts, the fish he fed on 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 maize, or it could have been sweet corn. The fish he fed on maggots, the fish he fed on boilies, survived. The fish he fed on shelf life baits died. Mm. They they didn't get to the end of the study, 
and and you as a consequence of that i think that threw a few flags up and then since then um the I wish I'd got his name in front of me, but it's professor of um, university in Vienna. He did an, a study on it. I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, <clears throat> he threw up. I think there was potentially, some, I, can, I can't fucking remember for the life of me what there was. I think there was some holes in that study, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Not that I disagree with the findings, mm. but I think that you could pick that apart, and I cannot remember... Why? Can you remember, Pete? No, it's news no, to me. News to you. There is a reason, and I perhaps I'll revisit it in a mm. later episode. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm, mm. uh, I'm the same with shelf lives. The other thing yeah. is, is shelf life baits. Um, a lot of them, besides the, you know, the, you know, some of the some of the products that they use to make shelf lives. One on propylene glycol. Mm. It's one molecule away from being a plastic. Mm. Do you want that? in your water it's never going to degrade it's never going to vanish it's never going to go away you know you know you know we know about we know about microplastics yeah but we're about molecular plastics yeah, what exactly, do we yeah. don't know about them sorry good point. I, 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 I'm, no, good point yeah. and then let's let, so let's let's lead on to flavors so obviously a lot of flavors are uh um MPG and PG yeah, based. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on those? Don't use them. <laughs> you don't use flavors full stop. No, don't I don't use. use I, I, well, depends what you call a flavor. I don't use. I don't use. Um, you know, glycerin based flavors or MPG flavors. I just don't use them. Ethyl alcohol. I use them. Yeah, <laughs> that's mostly what we sell. Interestingly yeah. enough, <laughs> I use yeah. them. I mean, any. I mean, I've always been a. You know, I don't use a lot of flavors, but if I'm going to use them, it's, it's ethyl alcohol, alcohol, yeah. Alcohol, yeah. yeah. Ethanol flavors, I call them. It's easy ethanol to say. and ethyl alcohol, <laughs> same say, thing. But it's easier to say. Yeah, ethanol, yeah <laughs> especially when enough. you've had a few beers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which we yeah. definitely yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, I've, if you want to go on this about using alcohol-based yeah, stuff, yeah. I mean. Um, I mean, a few years ago, I was. I mean, it is quite a while ago. Um, I started taking Baileys with me fishing. Baileys, Baileys, you know Baileys. Oh, Baileys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know why I did? Why I started taking it? Because, because I realised it was fantastic milk in coffee. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I, but but as a consequence of taking it. I had a little joke with with an angler saying, oh, "What's the bellies for?" So I'd use it as a bait dip. Hasn't your mate I spoke never, about this? I don't know, <laughs> but I only I, it was only a joke that I said. Next thing I know, I'm I, I probably eighteen months later, I, I read about people using yeah, yeah, bellies yeah. as a bait dip, and it only started as a joke. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't surprise me because no. it's got alcohol in it, you know, and and yeah. and. and you know, it diffuses, and who knows? I think it's got vanilla in, in it as well. It's got lots of nice little things. Maybe in it. some of us think uh, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a valid. It's got, I mean, it's a it's a lovely. It's a. I mean, let's face it. If you could, if you wanted to make a bait that actually smelt and and, and yeah. tasted like you, we'd eat it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it has got a lot of nice things in it. Yeah. You know? mm. 
But yeah, but that was I never I never used it as a club but uh, you know, even to this day I still haven't. A lot of people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah well I, do. I wouldn't, it's better off with me coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got wasting well, it on what, fish. <laughs> what about essential oils? I, I mean I've always been an advocate of essential oils. Because I mean obviously that was quite a uh, not a large section, but I mean Nutribates used to sell a lot of essential oils. Yeah, they did. It was Nutribates and Bill's writings. Amongst yeah. other people, obviously, that, that got me into essential oils and massive on essential yeah, oils. Yeah. Obviously, our listeners will know it's something we've done a, a do you know ridiculous the first, amount of research into. Do you, do you know the first pers- first company that actually sells? It wasn't Nutribates, no. the first no, one. I know. It was Cotswolds. But they were in very small quantities. <laughs> and, and and certainly not... not um, there, were, there, there was probably a five i think they sold about five or six so i mean it was was you know it, it was limited but when bill come along you know they they certainly extended it tremendously and i've got to say that a lot of them were a bit of a waste of time to be truthful mm-hmm. you know but there, there was certainly you know certain ones that were that were very very good which ones did you rate then I knew you were going to say that. I was no. going to get to that one. No. I mean, without a doubt, the ultimate one, Black Pepper. Without uh, a doubt. I'm with you there. You're not yeah. a fan here, Sam. Yeah. I think it's overrated. I no, really no, do. No. Black I really Pepper. Do. Black Pepper, without a doubt, That's that I would always put as number one. Believe it or not, the next one I'll put in, in, in is one that, that I don't know, it it's probably has been extensively, it's Asifatida. Yeah. Or... As we used to call it, arse in a swim feeder. Yeah. <laughs> Devil's done. <laughs> yeah. The next one would be geranium. Yeah. Well, and I struggled here when I was thinking about it because I didn't know whether I would put geranium and clove together. As I would have especially thought... if they're mixed together. Ah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. In the, what ratio? Fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, the problem from that is. Geranium varies so much batch to batch. So does clove. Yeah, yeah. You got that to contend with. Yeah, yeah. But them two, I, I had, I had a period where I used that combination. In fact, when I fished Duncan K's back in, you know, mid nineties. Would you have added that with a flavour, or you just have no, that no, on no, top? Just, yeah, just that's the, it. Just the label. Just them two. Um, and the other one, which is one that um, I used, it was the first one I ever used, but. And I mean, I did it. I wasn't quite sure why, why I got the result I got from it because, because I, I use a combination of that and a couple of other things. A pig, pig nectar, at the same time. What? Oh, the essential oil, by the way, is ginger. I was going to say pig nectar. Yeah. Then, yeah. then I used, then I used a, a thing called pig. It was a pig nectar, right. which is basically um, a product that the the sweeten um, pig silage up with. Oh yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And that, and and there's a few products still around like that. Oh yes. Mm. And um, and I, I wasn't so sure which one was. Was actually doing the job for me, if you know what I mean. So and I and I didn't have time to work out which you know by sort of taking one out and leaving one in you know. But, but <coughs> that's why I use it in 
in conjunction with that. Um, so that that's it really. All the others I don't particularly rate, to be honest with you. Even even garlic oil, which is which is one that that a lot of people that I don't. But this is garlic. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a garlic oil fan. I, I say. Yeah, but I'd rather use garlic if I'm going to use it in a different form from an essential oil. Added after, not boiled. No, no, you know, like but garlic powders, you know, crystal garlic. More, See, less it's very easy to overdo it with garlic, oh though, isn't God, it? Oh, Fuck me, small amounts. But garlic's <clears throat> a very, very, very good additive to having a. In a, in a in a bake because it does if you've got whole garlic it really does help a carp see well I want you to expand on that what's your thoughts on so uh, BP milling I don't know if you're familiar mm. with these guys um, mm. sustainable fish feed he's using a garlic product he has it specially made for him he applies it after production so the allicin isn't denatured from heat yeah yeah and it's all about, you know, um, warding off argulus, different parasites that the carp has. Do you have any opinion on, on garlic and oh, and the sort of husbandry side of carp or not? Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it could go back, a, I'm trying to think how long it was ago, but it's quite a while since I walked into uh somebody's shed on a, a big fish farm and as I walked past one of the many sacks of of pellets they'd got on on there I could I could smell garlic and he says yeah you will he says because they're in them bags there why and then he explained to me you know why the feed white fish farmers feed garlic White fish farmers what why 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 okay, why they why okay, they do sorry. it yeah and uh, like you, you, you've just said it all. So I mean, why not? I mean, it, it, you, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna feed fish something that's that. I mean, from a from a fishery owner, I quite like the idea of people using using garlic. You know, mm. ga, you know the proper garlic yeah. in bait because I know it's going to improve the health of the fish. Because yeah. I mean, it, 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 like you say, it as a parasite deterrent it has it also is a very good antibiotic yeah yeah uh, you know yeah you know, antibacterial uh, sorry antibacterial yeah so i'm glad you uh, yeah <coughs> had too many beers no, um, and, <laughs> and uh, so i mean you know so why wouldn't you i've been the last few years fermenting it in raw honey and <laughs> using the brine <laughs> From the raw honey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go back a bit. You've been fermenting <laughs> garlic in raw honey. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, raw honey's full of enzymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it obviously removes the garlic, garlic, so you crush the garlic, so you're getting that sort of antibacterial sort of properties. Really started starting to do it with like raw onion and things. And yeah. I've been actually doing garlic, um, ginger, and raw raw onion sort yeah, of, yeah. Uh, mixes like trying different things it's quite interesting mm. I've, I just don't have enough sort of time and things to test it on mass and yeah, I've yeah. been playing with like using it in hook baits essentially and yeah. yeah did you ever did you ever see that that, that recipe for for making a carp bait 
And it was, um, you know, the t- flesh of a rabbit macerated. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, and he ended up preserving it in honey. Isaac Walton. Yeah, well, yeah, supposedly. Because if you've ever read any of the... <coughs> any of the, It the, could have been written by someone else, basically, couldn't yeah. it? Well, yeah. the other part of that, if you read... Because Isaac Walton wrote in an English style and way different to what we we would write English today. I don't even you know. Oh yeah, our language has changed. It's it's a hard book to read. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think everyone no should read it. No matter where I've, I mean, I've never found that. Even though I've read that recipe, I've never found it in his writing. But I mean, if it is. Is correct because I mean, he, I mean, carp did swim around. I mean, in I mean, it was bizarre, bizarre that uh, I can't remember where I, where I I was down near Chepstow down that area, and we went to a village, a town stroke which was quite well known, which I can't remember the bloody name of. But only thing I can remember is. There's a plaque on a bridge that says that, you know, they used to catch carp and stuff from this river for food. That's not Nailsworth, is it? I've, I've no idea. No. But it's a, we're a lovely little town. And, and, and it was, you know, you were going back a long way, you know, to, you know and these carp were in river. Well, if you listen to, if you look at all Isaac Walton's ramblings and, and they're... It was all river fishing, yeah. mm. so they were catching carp. If the you know if that was set from rivers, yeah. I mean, uh, but I've digressed. But anyway, going back to he preserved his his rabbit flesh preparation. I mean, <coughs> that, there is a thing. Nobody's ever used rabbit for <laughs> since then. There, there was a good rabbit flavour though, wasn't there? You've got me there because I can't remember. That. Uh, DT Bates, the original Day Thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, he I had a rabbit flavour that was good. Yeah, really. yeah. Long time. No, yeah. that's oh, a yeah, yeah. rabbit. F- I mean, rabbit's lovely. I mean, mm. it's, the, it's a oil-based, I believe. Uh, mm. Well, there's not a lot of oil in rabbit. It's very good for you. Yeah, but going back to the, he preserved the baits in honey. Yeah, rolled them into thing and and again going back to to what you just said earlier, it makes you wonder how much of the effectiveness going back that was actually nothing to do with the rabbit fresh. It was always to do with the honey. honey. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah.